Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. This week, we are talking about a little bit of Gamescom, some Game Pass news, Halo Infinite getting some much-needed help, and the war with Epic and Apple continue. But first, my name is Manny G once again, and with me, as always, is the T to the X, Andy Man. Hello. Hey, Manny. Well, seems like the Texans are starting to outnumber everyone else on this podcast. That's true. It's what That's we true, do. my friends, because we also have Senor Matsky. What's up, Matt? Hey, not much, guys. And uh, it's, it's just because Texas is the best country on earth. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be honest. It really is, man. It's, it's... <laughs> yeah, Man- Manny, when you coming down here? Uh, pretty soon, pretty soon. As soon as I could get a transfer, and uh, probably not. Hey, probably not gonna do. It. I've heard rumor that we have post offices here. Post, po- uh, wow. I'm post, post offices. Is what they're called, Matt. Yes, post office I. Post office I. Yes, <laughs> yes. We're just well, making boys, up all the words. We got what mail. A great week it's been, my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to do this show. But before we jump into this week's gaming news, I must hear of your gaming adventures. We've had some great adventures this week. I look and and misadventures. I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, you know what I've been doing? I've been doing remnant. I'm on the remnant uh, grind Ooh, with are Matt. You? With I'm I'm grinding Remnant on two platforms, bro. PC, oh my he is. Whenever and, I'm with Matt yeah. and Xbox, whenever I'm at work. Oh, I thought you were going to say on mobile. There's no I would. Mobile. I, <laughs> I would be playing it on mobile if I could, man. Yeah, have a toilet cry. character. Listen, it, before Matt jumps into his, uh, you know, monumental Andy level mishap. Um, I do want to say that, uh, Remnant has felt really good. I was telling, I was talking to Matt about this earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I was saying how it's such a wonderful guy. I know how pe- it's, I, it has a reputation of being like difficult. And I, I just think it's people not used to, it, cause I honestly don't think it's, if this is, this can't be how hard, uh, Dark Souls is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I, I agree with that. No, no, I'm sorry. Dark Souls must be harder than this is what yeah. I was trying to say. Cause it just feels like, I don't know, dude, the shooting feels good. Uh, everything about the game feels great. But I was telling Matt that the game has, uh, build diversity without build complexity is the best way that I could describe it. You know, there's, there's so many different things that you can put on, but really you're talking about like, you know, three armor pieces which have a defined set piece right matt was saying earlier like it's not like we're grinding for the perfect you know x right whatever yeah. item. you, you don't have to search for an item 17 times to get no. the perfect roll on it like yeah. every item is static like you, you get an item you know what it's going to be right and that exactly. never changes and, and so you've got three pieces of armor uh an amulet two rings and really that's it you have a couple of weapons you have some weapon diversity but you know 
uh, honestly, like the 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 wearables are where you know you kind of put your build together, right? And then they 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 pair very well with certain weapons in there. Hence the diversity without the complexity, man. And it's just mm. so much fun, dude. It, it feels good. They've they've rebalanced the game in a way that um, you know, it's not just like three different armor sets that you're using, right? You're actually going in there and and using pretty much all the armor sets because they all have something very unique to offer that plays into whatever playstyle you feel like playing, right? So um I'm having a ton of fun. About the only thing you can't do is are like melee builds, but Matt was talking to me how even some melee builds are 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 coming into um you know into their own uh with this last last few uh, or this last patch, but that's that's yeah, what there's I've a been few doing. of them. Mm, but nice, yeah. I feel like enough. I, I feel like melee is coming along. I don't know that it's ever going to be a primary thing for anybody, just because there's so many ranged enemies in the game. Yeah, like I, f- I feel like to get close enough to really play melee, you'd have to. There'd be a lot of dodging to get there. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah. Why don't you tell us what happened to you, Matt? Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> so I started playing. I guess it was it was two weeks ago because um, and Andy and I started playing. I got somewhere between forty and fifty hours into the game. Mm-hmm. I was I was loving it. Had two hundred ish trait points, and so I and then I deleted my save. What? Yeah. What? Just because he thought <laughs> I, you know yeah. the game wasn't hard enough, you know. I I pulled an Andy. <laughs> Now, how well, did you okay. do that? I, sorry, I pulled an Andy, like a mini Andy. Yes. Yeah. I I didn't pull a oh eight hundred hours of Monster Hunter gameplay. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Delete that the was save. Soul crushing. Yeah. That was soul was, crushing. <laughs> it was. It was rough. Wow. So, yeah, that's I, crazy, Matt. That uh, must have been a huge inconvenience to pull out your backup drive and and restore it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh wait! Well, wait. You didn't have you, a backup? No. Oh no! He does now. He does I, now. I do now. God, oh, it was no. Oh, I'm yeah. It's just like I. So I keep all of my data separate from my operating system, but mm-hmm. Remnant puts its save data in the app data folder, which is on your C drive. And I, I just yeah. I never moved it, and I never copied it. So then when I did a fresh install of windows. Normally all my data goes with me because I don't keep anything with the operating system. Oh, that wasn't the case this time. Yeah. I I have a solution. It won't happen again. Yeah. Right. Maybe. (laughs) Hopefully. He he turned me on (laughs) until it does. And that solution has been great. I love it. I can find all the items that I'm uh, looking for. He, he, uh, well, he had turned me onto this uh, website where you can see what, you rolled on your campaign or yeah. on your, you know, your adventure so that you can see what items are, have spawned in that uh, instance, which makes farming super easy. It doesn't, mm. you, like, you can't create, right? Because it's all random. Yeah. But at least you don't have to go through the whole, like, instance looking for a specific item. Like, you could just pull up your save or, you know, your roll, your, you know, your game map that, that loaded and it and it populates with like these are the items that are exist in your world, so you can see mm. like oh there it is okay I'm gonna play through and find it so it's pretty cool. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, just remnants, huh? No, I uh, yeah. I have also I, I got a little 
New World time in. Oh, yeah. How's I, that? I wound up getting a key for the New World preview. It's, yes. um, it's early. Yes. That's what I hear. It's early. There, I mean, I, I would say the game has good bones. Mm. It's going places, I think. Yeah. As long as they keep going with it. If it stays here, don't touch this game. Then it's no. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I hear um, there's it, not there's, enough. There's just no depth at this point, but yes. it's, it's an early preview. It's a very limited time. They're wiping after this release date at this point isn't until I think May 2021 was the last time I saw mm-hmm. something for, for full release. So the, there's plenty of time. Um, and the biggest criticism at this point, I think has been that there's no depth, which is yeah. fair because there shouldn't be any depth. I feel like they should be <laughs> especially we, sh- well, if there is depth, I feel like they should know what that depth is going to be. Yeah. But we shouldn't, we shouldn't necessarily see that in a preview. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're not going to show us all their cards. Yeah. They like still they have a way to keep something for the release and there's still a ways to go, but the game is pretty. The combat feels good. Um, I mean, there's, there's some little things that kind of bug me. It's the performance is not great, but again, we're, what are we like nine months from the release date at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's plenty of time for that. Um, but I, it, it scratches some itches that I haven't really felt since, uh, since I played Ultima online. Like, so it's mm. been a long time. Yeah. Um, with some of the, I guess, life skilling to use a BDO yeah, term. Very nice. Yeah, it'll yeah. uh it'll be interested to see how uh, Ashes of Creation shapes up too because it's it's uh it's an MMO that's also being created right now and it's kind of in a similar state to where it's in a it's an alpha but they they have like monthly uh, previews and stuff and I think some people have gone in so they kind of seem to be developing uh, along the same schedule maybe but I'm not too sure when Ashes cre- uh has their release date right. but I I'm I'm interested in both yeah, I, I think that with it being pushed back to May and like, I feel like it's in a good spot now and mm, I'd be willing to give it another look a little farther down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So, which well, I think is all nice. they can ask for as developers mm-hmm. at this point. Yes. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into the show. Uh, as far as my week goes, um, I've been taking care of a, a four year old who can't walk right now. Mm. So. Yeah, I've been He's playing better, Nurse Simulator. Yeah, IRL. I've been playing Nurse Nurse Simulator two two thousand twenty and two thousand twenty Nurse Simulator worst version they ever made. Uh, oh, but no. uh, you know, I like to challenge myself. He's doing good. He is. He's good. recovering. Good. His his uh, uh, no details. I don't want to get anybody uh, squee- squeamish, squirmish, squeamish. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. Whatever you can't gross anybody things. out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So um, he's doing good. He's, good. he is, uh, he's on track. Very good, buddy. So, uh, and as far as games, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> games, what don't know if I even turn on my computer this week. Maybe I did for a minute or two, but. Oh man. Yeah. Well, we'll get you back in. Hey dude, news, yes. news, potentially news. we have a yeah. date of when we're going to start gaming. That's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. What do we want to, what are we starting yeah. with first? Are we going to start with, doing. uh, the game stuff? with Andy's. Let's roll with Andy's transition here. Yeah, we'll yeah. go Gamescom at the top of the top of the show. There you go. Sounds good. Okay, man. The Gamescom opened with uh the you know, you saw some uh Call of Duty Cold War or what did you call it, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. What did I call it? Uh let's see. 
cod blops, cold war. Cod blops cow? Or cold, uh, yeah, cold? the, oh, wait, wait, here it is. Cod blops quo. That's what I call it. That's cod blops long, yeah. yes, the longest, most obnoxious title ever in a video yeah. game. Very nice. Looks, right. uh, looks promising, I guess. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. I mean, uh, and that is yeah, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, because yeah. I don't think we've actually said the real title yet. It's supposed to be a sequel to the original Black Ops, I believe. So we'll see I, how that goes. Well, a sequel, but a prequel? Hmm, interesting. Because That's right. it's Cold War. Yeah, yeah. starring and Ronald Reagan. Sure exactly. <laughs> Apparently. Yes. Our... <laughs> Um, they'll have tie-ins to their battle royale. I'm sure they're not going to recreate that thing. That thing is is permanent. Oh, yeah. yeah, and um, I mean they've they've mentioned like I, I know that Verdansk, the city, the region that you're in in Warzone, mm-hmm. is all is is mentioned in this game. So there's uh, and I I think and I heard it mentioned on some on another show. I think it was uh, one of the kind of funny podcasts. But they um. It looks like they're going to use Warzone to tie together all of their upcoming Call of Duty games. Yeah, that like totally that, makes that's sense. going to be the centerpiece to that's going to connect everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll funnel cosmetics and weapons and stuff from those games to the battle oh, yeah. royale. Mm-hmm. No question. That way, yeah, they don't have to replace it and charge you for a for nominal it. fee. Yeah, <laughs> for a small fee. Um, dude, what stood out to me, uh, with Gamescom, because I was, you know, we're, we're all sitting here trying to think back. What did we even see at Gamescom? Was it exciting? Was it a good show? Was it just blah? Was it okay? Uh, I mean, the main thing really for me was the release date of World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Yeah. And did you guys see that? That's pretty sweet trailer they had for the first covenant. Yes. Dude. Mm -hmm. They're, yeah. they're good at any kind of cinematics, any kind of animation stuff or whatever. Yeah, I was a little like when I when I first saw that animated short or mm. series, they're calling it. So there's I yeah. guess there's going to be more. Yeah, there'll be three more. Um, I was I was really hoping for that classic Blizzard like opening game cinematic type. Yes. thing. Like yes. maybe a, like a five minute short. Mm. Yeah, but we got the like video comic book look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the voice acted yeah. comic book, which it, it was it was cool and it was yeah. pretty, but it but wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't Blizzard cinematics. Yeah, it yeah. didn't even really look like the same uh, animations. Or am I mistaken there? It seems like no. The you're right. It is. It's it's a it different looked- type of storytelling. But I do they, do yep. think they tell stories so well. And yeah. yeah, it wasn't like the Wrath of the Lich King uh right. opening cinematic which was yeah. just insanely good. And right. like the Diablo stuff we saw at the last BlizzCon, that was insane. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like any of those things. It was it was very different. But, you know, as as a lifetime life lifelong player of the game, it for me it was impactful because of the story behind it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, man. It, it had like and then not just this one, right? Like you mm-hmm. sent me cutscenes that just like it really hits you. It, like it has such an epic feel to it, like Braveheart or like mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, the uh, was it the what's the last one? The uh, Return Frodo's of the King? Big Dance or uh, well, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Return of the King. <laughs> Return of the King. That's right. That's right. 
Oh my god. Okay. Um, it has such an epic feel, though, right? Like you just really kind of like you almost like want to, you know, just. I I told you I messaged you immediately, and I go like, I want to be the bearded guy. Like uh-huh. I want to be that guy, <laughs> right? You yeah. know. So yeah. uh, that's going to be my character. I've already decided. Yeah, it's it's interesting how much lore and like good story there is in wow yeah and how few people know that yeah yeah like i i feel like there's you know it's there's millions of people that play this game and so many of them just don't care about the score the story what do you mean matt they had an like award-winning like cinematic masterpiece they put out a few years ago Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> sure it Man, won an award somewhere. Manny, Manny's the only person that watched that movie anyway. Hey, I'll admit I watched it. Oh, there you go. There you, I yeah. watched it, but you know, again. Yeah. I only watched Apparently it. Apparently it did really well in, in the East. Yeah. Yes. Wildly successful over there. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's coming out October 27th. So Very that's nice. the release date, the pre patch. Mm-hmm is probably a month before that so pretty exciting so stuff for me that, around so that's when andy's point. starting that's yeah, right there you go have okay. actually, yeah it's it's dude probably about a month from now a few weeks from now and uh all aboard the hype train people very cool it's gonna very be a cool. good time i did i also wanted to mention uh one thing about uh games con yeah uh games com you know, one of the reasons for me watching it was to uh, feast my eyes on what Bungie had cooking as far as the um, mm, yes, the new um, subclass that yeah. they're um, releasing. Yes. But I, honestly, I man, what is it? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Stasis? Stasis. Stasis. There you there go. We go. Um, I mean, you know, I, to me, it looked really like stuff I'd already seen. And then looking back or watching the breakdown uh, that some of the content creators put out, I guess it was it it uh, essentially was like an extended cut of the trailer that we've already seen. So that's why, to me, it looked mm, very yeah. similar gotcha. to what right. we'd already seen. But um, what I did want to mention, and I and I kept you know trying to fit in the notes here in the last few episodes was. Uh, how much content Bungie is removing from the mm, game? Yeah. Essentially, I think some estimates are uh, roughly 60% of the game that they're removing. And so yeah. it just makes me wonder, like, is the new stuff sizable enough to, you know, replace content that they're removing I mean, albeit stuff that's dated now, I guess, you know, and and Mm -hmm. there are, you know, nothing official from Bungie, but we've heard, you know, folks mentioning that, you know, there's the reasoning behind them taking stuff offline, you know, to basically, I guess, uh, you know, untangle the mess that is their coding, uh, you know, which is why Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to, you know kind of do things sometimes and also the size of the game is so enormous now right so yeah um i guess that's some of the reason they're doing it but that's not confirmed right yeah um, we we don't like you said we, we don't have an official statement right. from bungie to say hey this is exactly why we have decided to to pull all this content we've heard you know right. luke smith has said the game's just getting too big right. we don't want it to be Warzone and a 200 gig install right um 
but I mean, you've also, we've heard speculation that the way that they built assets at release isn't compatible for them to move the game forward into next gen. Like they mm-hmm. they just can't do it with what they have now. So they've got to take all of that out and rework it. Yeah. Um, I, I do expect to get all that stuff back. Of course, with, with the Destiny Vault coming in, mm-hmm. we know we'll see some of it cycle through there. Yeah. But I, I would expect to get those planets that we're going to lose back. Yeah, but in the coat of paint, the director you think? at some point with a yes. new coat of paint. But the, the, I mean, I guess, and this brings it full circle for me is, you know, Manny, you've heard me mention time and time again how, you know, I just, I'm not interested in chasing the same old stuff, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they, they take stuff away from this, from us. In this case, you know, planets, game modes, everything only to reintroduce them and, and almost like, Oh, hey, look, we're, you, you know, you got Gallahorn again for the third <laughs> or fourth time. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like the game and I always say like, I get, you know, I, I'm, at the height of my destiny fatigue, right? Like I'm not, I haven't played it in like two weeks now. It's just cause I'm just, I'm pretty exhausted from playing the game. Um, I'll probably cycle back around at some point and feel like playing it again. But, um, I don't know, man, like that, that game really needs, uh, a breath of fresh air, right? Like just something mm-hmm. new, something, whatever it is that you wanted it to be, right? Like I think that, that game desperately needs something like that, you know, just something huge and different and new and just embrace, you know, they said they were going full RPG and embracing that. And I don't know, man, I, I just don't feel that yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is. So. It is like they say, you know, like giant ships take a lot harder to turn or whatever you like. Yeah. It probably takes a very long time to see big changes in, in a studio that size in a game that big. Yeah. That's yep. true. But so, yeah. for you, basically, Destiny is the the Back to the Future meme, where Marty's sitting at the table in the future, and he's he's like, "Oh, you guys still have this?" And the kids are like, "What are you talking about? This is brand new." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I show up and we've got kindergartenians uh, go like, "Oh, dude, I got this new gun. It's the Gallerhorn. It's the best." Wait. <laughs> yeah, I know that that was a big reason why Shadow Keep was kind of mixed among the community a lot of the veterans yeah. were like eh, this feels lazy and you know everybody right. that hadn't played d1 was like yeah. oh the moon is awesome oh my god yeah that is yeah. so funny yeah this is the coolest anyway enough destiny rambling that's All right well uh, let, that's let's really uh, stood out. let's move on uh unless mm. there's anything else you want to mention from gamescom uh nothing really sticks out to me to be honest nope. uh then the, the lego star wars game looks interesting i'm kind of excited it looks like Star Wars, the Lego series, the Lego games are kind of evolving into more like less Fisher Price, my first video game type things. And they're kind of, it, it looked a little more evolved. Minecraft dungeony, maybe? I don't know. It just <laughs> no. looked like there was more, more to the game. And it's like the all nine Star Wars movies rolled into one game. So I expect well, that's a lot nice. Of, yeah. Oh, wow. A lot of that's stuff cool. there. You just yeah. uh, you just uh, scratched an itch I didn't know I had. Well, Get that one, buddy. <laughs> Feels so good. Yeah, I'm glad to make you itchy. Thank I you guess. very much. I appreciate that. Um, all right, well, next up, Wastelanders Three, the RPG everyone needs in their life. Apparently, uh, what is going on with Wasteland? Wasteland. 
Wasteland. Oh, Wastelanders is the Fallout 76. For yes. the love. I've got Fallout on the brain. Forgive Dude, me. Dude, Wasteland wah. 3. Sorry, guys. The, the funny thing is I did the same thing when I was writing up the notes. I put Wastelanders yeah. 3, and then I go like, oh, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, because Wasteland, where Fallout came from. That's right. That's hey, right. this looks right. really, really nice from In Exile. Well, here, let me just read the, the, the post, Windows yes, Central, real indeed. quick. In a world where big publishers are chasing microtransactions, service-type games, and trendy, streamer-friendly gameplay mechanics, sometime-honored traditions have been gradually fading away. For a time, it felt like more and more games were going to give players true freedom of choice where their decisions would dramatically alter their path and playstyle through the game. Many games claim to do this, of course, but few actually deliver. Wasteland 3 doesn't just deliver on these esoteric principles, it screams them from the mountaintops, like a battle cry spattered in war paint and game industry viscera. Oh, whoa. I love that description. Oh, that imagery. Yes, just, just drenched in the blood of Activision and EA. Um, <laughs> Wasteland 3 feels like it spits in the face of what video games are supposed to be in 2020. It's a carnival of unfiltered violence, relentless and deliciously twisted dark humor, and a uh, sprawling nervous system built of optional narrative branches the vast majority of players may never even see. It scathingly satirizes the dark underbelly of humanity while giving you the freedom to either embrace the apocalypse or bring hope to a shattered world. So much like the actual 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Beautiful. alarmingly so. This is gaming at its most punk. It's raw and unapologetic, but never heartless. This is Wasteland 3, my favorite RPG in years, and quite possibly my top game of the generation. Wow. That is a bold statement. Yeah, wow. so I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm not a huge RPG guy, but... Um, there are some RPGs that really got their hooks into me, and I've mentioned them before here, right? Um, the original, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, with, what was that guy's name? Riven? Was it Riven? Revan. Yes. Re Revan. Revan and, and Malik. Yes. 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 Those two guys. Ooh, that nice. thing, dude, I never thought that I would have gotten into that game. And I mean, I, this one of my favorite games ever, right? In a wow. genre that I yeah. never play. So that says a lot about that game. The first, um, uh, what's the game? Come on. You guys know which one I'm talking about. Oh, Same the, uh, Frodo's one. big dance thing. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, the uh, Dragon Mass Age. Effect. Oh, Mass, Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Okay. The first the, one. The other one, Manny. The first one, yes. <laughs> uh, that Anthem, one too. That, that one, bro. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No. Sorry. no. <laughs> that you triggered him. Capital so, M, so, capital O. Yeah. Believe it or not, this one really is, uh, uh, got my interest peaked. So, um, you know, we'll see. I'll probably check out some videos, some reviews. And well, is it on Game Pass? It's on Game Pass, so you could just play. Or you just right? scratched a niche I didn't know I had. <laughs> Dude, you're just like <laughs> he's sitting between me and Manny, just kind of scratching in the middle of our backs, you know. And we're just Man. over there like little dogs, just slamming our foot in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Just wagging so, yeah. that tail. Uh, well, dude, this yeah. seems uh, the In Exile Entertainment, uh, you know, purchased by Microsoft, Xbox, mm -hmm. Game Studios. Mm -hmm. What a great investment. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this game is, uh, it's, I think it's 86% on Metacritic, uh, 8 oh, out wow. of 10 from IGN, 7 out of 10 on Steam. Like, really nice. Really nice. And, and it, it looks, it looks good. I, I'm going to have to check this out, perhaps. Nice. Let's do it. Very nice. Well, next up, my friends, we have, we have a little decision here. Um, mm. it is, uh, for a, a little, uh, judgment, judge decision, uh, between Epic Games and Apple, uh, Tim Apple's company, Apple. And, mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> Tim, Apple. <laughs> Tim Apple. I love it. I love it. Uh, dude. So, um, let's see here. Well, what happened, dude? There's, there's, uh, a, a little, um, you know, not everybody wins here. That's right. The battle wages on, it seems. A split decision uh, from therot.com. A U.S. district judge has handed legal victories and corresponding legal defeats to both Apple and Epic in their App Store feud. Put simply, Apple is temporarily free to ban Fortnite from its store, but it cannot kill Epic's developer account or ban its Unreal Engine. Whew. Wow. <laughs> In the words of the judge, neither side got the quote-unquote slam dunk they had each respectively hoped for. Having carefully reviewed the party's briefing and party's oral arguments, the court grants in part and denies in part Epic's motion for a temporary restraining order. U.S. Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers wrote in the ruling, Apple are temporarily restrained from taking adverse action against Epic Games with respect to restricting, suspending, or terminating any affiliate of Epic Games from Apple's developer program, including as to Unreal Engine. The temporary restraining order is effective immediately and will remain in force until the court issues an order on the motion for pre- preliminary injunction. Those are a lot of big words, guys. Mm, the biggest. However, however, <laughs> the judge also ruled against granting a temporary restraining order based on Epic Games' request as to Fortnite. That is, Apple can continue banning Fortnite from the App Store until or unless Epic returns it to its pre-ban condition in which it no longer tries to bypass Apple's in-app purchasing fees. So well, there you go. Yeah. So is it like a like a they lost a little bit or they both kind of won? Sounds to me well, like they both kind of won, right? They both won a little yeah. bit. So. I think yeah. Apple mostly wins here though because <laughs> to to be able to uh it was to me from my perspective it was a clear retaliation move from Apple mm-hmm. yep. to yeah, ban absolutely. their uh, uh their whole uh developer licensing whatever deal that was mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. It, and i'm pretty sure apple knew that wasn't gonna fly so right. I, I don't think they cared about that much what they did care about is not losing money on the app store to epic mm-hmm. and right. they definitely uh got the judge to rule in their favor there so yeah i i do feel like apple i the banning the developer account or uh their developer status and unreal engine that they were that was just apple's attempt to end this once and for all because if if that if they are allowed to do that epic has no choice but to blink and put everything back because that like that that's a huge blow to them yes Mm -hmm. massive um but i i think this went as everyone expected it to go Mm. yeah the court said Apple is totally fine banning Fortnite. They broke the rules. 
the app is not allowed in the store because the app broke the rules. But they said that basically the Apple's, the developer status of Epic Games and Unreal Engine was kind of off limits. Like that didn't have mm-hmm. anything to do with Epic breaking the terms of service of the app store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Apple so paints like, the picture okay. as it being basically, uh, Epic Games looking for an exception. And Epic's right. is painting the picture that Apple has a monopoly and needs to, and needs mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, have some, some court intervention here. Mm. So I don't know. I guess it all depends on who your judge is at this point. Mm. Yeah. Right. There you go. And again, there this is going to be going on for years. Yeah. I, I would not expect this to end anytime soon. No. And, and, because, uh, but, but the tail yeah, antitrust cases take forever. It does. It does. It does. A tale, the tale continues into a On tale. On this week's episode of Apple ver- <laughs> Epic versus Apple. Yeah, a tale of two games, gentlemen. Uh, so from, uh, The Verge, Fortnite's next season arrives tomorrow, which I think was a couple of days ago, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, but if you're an, if you're on iOS or Mac OS, you won't be able to play it. Epic announced today. Uh, our, uh, and we're learning that's not all. Players on iPhone, iPad, and Mac will also lose cross-play Fortnite uh, multiplayer with non-Apple platforms. Epic confirms to The Verge. That means players on Apple platforms will be stuck on the current version of Fortnite, uh, and they'll only be able to play with one another. And the update was, uh, remind me, they added some Marvel stuff in there. Is that correct? This, Yeah, this season... Um... <laughs> is is all marvel themed so there's a ton of marvel skins and emotes and things that you can get so and stuff that people some, were very excited about yeah yes like it, okay. it's a big deal well the, not just the update but then the double whammy of of no more crossplay cutting the player um, yeah you, they divided the, the player base, base significantly yeah. here mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I mean i mean let's face it Fortnite players on mobile is not a small number of Fortnite players. That oh, is a big yeah. chunk. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how many of my nieces and nephews that I'll see at family gatherings, not recently, but, um, you know, they'll, they'll be sitting there on a the phone playing mm-hmm. Fortnite. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess this yeah. is a thing. Especially <laughs> the younger kids, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I know my, my boys tried. Uh, Fortnite on the iPads and I think on the phone as well. And then they ended up settling. I think the closest they'll come to mobile is the switch. They, they really just don't like mm-hmm. how it feels yep. and how handicapped yeah. they are. But they're there are, they are, there are, I'm sure a significant number of, of players that do play, uh, on that platform. But you know, now it seems they'll be playing, uh, just with, uh, each other and not the rest of the, uh, the, uh, the base. Um, but uh, just to finish the article here, essentially the legal fight with Apple will, in short order, split Fortnite into two. On PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC, and Android, Fortnite players will have access to all of the new content that's set to arrive with the potentially Marvel-themed new season. There you go. Uh, most new Fortnite season pack... Uh, uh, most new Fortnite seasons pack in significant uh, pack in significant changes, including updates to the map, new cosmetics, and new in-game rewards as part of the game's Battle Pass subscription. If you're a Marvel fan, it could be a particularly interesting one. Mm. Um, but uh, but there you go. On it goes with the uh, 
with the uh, battle between the giants. Very interesting. I mean, they're, they've definitely accounted for, for this. Uh, Epic Games has. They have so, yeah. so much money in the bank that this is not going to hurt them financially in the least. Mm-hmm. They can lose mm-hmm. all their sales they get through Apple and still be more than fine. Uh, not yeah. just with the money they've already made, but going forward, uh, all these other platforms w- will make up for it. But they're, mm-hmm. they're choosing to try and make the stand in hopes for some kind of change to the way Apple does right. business because that 30% is massive for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. and they they knew they had to know going into this that, I mean, th- this could drag on, and this would be the fallout. Mm-hmm. Like they had yes. to know that that was the likely possibility. Yeah, yeah. And so, speaking about, you, you, uh, you got to think they were prepared. Yes, I'm sure they were. And speaking about being prepared, I don't know. I'm just trying to make a transition. I don't know which one. Well, this sounds pretty good. You're okay there. <laughs> Not uh, the worst transition. I know, right? 343 three should have been better yes, prepared. exactly. So, yeah, this next story is about Halo Infinite. Uh, we know it's been delayed till sometime in 2021, which is, uh, you know, definitely justified by what they showed us. Uh, but help is on the way, my friends. It is. It is. Uh, from PC Gamer, uh, Manny. Ooh, mm. hold on. I lost my notes here. Oh, snap. Apologies, friends. Apologies. Mm-hmm. There oh, we no, go. You're fine. Found them. From PC Gamer. <laughs> A developer responsible for shaping the Halo universe is returning to the series. Joseph Staten. 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 I think it's who worked, at, who worked as director of cinematics on the first three mainline Halo games at Bungie, among other roles, is temporarily joining 343 Industries as project lead for Halo Infinite's campaign. Stat, uh, Staten joined Microsoft Studios in 2014. He ha- he was story director on Destiny before leaving Bungie, and since then has had a hand in several first-party Microsoft projects, including Killer Instinct, Quantum Break, ReCore, and Crackdown 3, among others. Most recently, he's been working on the... Uh, don't, don't nod. Nod. Microsoft collaboration. Tell me why. Uh, Staten won't be replacing any existing talent, though. If you enjoy Halo storylines, characters, and overall universe, he's definitely one of the key people you have to thank. Reads the announcement on Halo Waypoint. As product lead on Halo Infinite, however, Joseph will be focused on supporting the campaign uh, team's existing talented creative leaders and ensuring they have everything they need to create an awesome Halo game. The blog post also address, addresses rumors, rumors regarding Halo Infinite's release window and platform support. The game definitely won't be pushed to 2022, the post reads, nor will support for the original Xbox One be dropped. These rumors follow the delay of Halo Infinite, which got its first gameplay reveal in July. Uh, it was widely considered underwhelming, to say the least. Initially, a launch title for Microsoft Xbox Series X console. The game was then delayed into 2021. There you go, mm. friends. What do we think? Uh, to I me, have a this question. Se- to me, this seems real quick. To me, this seems like uh, the the problems with this game are bigger than I anticipated because this seems like like almost I don't know. I'm just like picturing them just wiping the table, like, you know, just, okay. Yeah. 
pull out the pull out the the the, uh, the, the paper, the, you know, the drawing uh, board again. Well, it's like bringing out the, uh, the the that giant light to put the bat symbol on the on the clouds. You know, you're calling it Batman. Like, <laughs> right. this, you need some help, man. What what was your uh, what was your question, Matt? Yeah, so I, I'm just wondering, how does one temporarily join three four three industries as yeah. a project lead? Exactly. But then later it says. So at first I was like, okay, is are they? You know, Microsoft and Bungie are pretty tight. Are they just like borrowing him? temporarily but then later it was like oh before leaving Bungie yeah well he he was he's been around for a long time and I and I right. remember his face from watching like uh uh Bungie uh, Halo documentaries and then seeing him again uh at you know working on uh at Microsoft Studios at for Crackdown 3 and I was like man I, I right. recognize that guy Oh, he's been around okay. For a I, long wait, wait. Time. He's not at Bungie currently. Okay, that, correct. That was correct. what I was confused about. Okay. Yeah, he's not at good. Bungie I'm currently. I'm good. So, so, but he is a very talented guy. And okay, so this is crunch time. They don't need to replace anyone, so they're mm-hmm. adding to it. But I mean, when a project this big and this important needs help, the kind of help they need is not more manpower. They have plenty of people working at three four three. They need somebody who's able to lead, who's able to direct and to say, this is where we're going. This looks right. And, and basically he's the, um, he's the, what are these, like, uh, these shows you watch on like the home improvement channel or whatever, where, you know, the, the, the married couple is kind of like telling everybody where to put the couch and stuff. Like that's what this dude is doing. He is making the home beautiful. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he, he, um, like, like they said, he's not replacing anybody. They already have a big team. He's there to, to kind of bring it together and make it look like Halo. Yeah. He may not be replacing anybody, but I'm, I guarantee that mm-hmm. somebody held the title of project lead before <laughs> he did. So to yeah. delay a game to an unknown date next year and yeah. then replace your project lead mm-hmm. tells me you had a big problem to begin with. Yeah. Right. So oh, yeah, I, there was something serious going on here. Yeah. To, and, to need and, to bring in a ringer. Dude, remember after that, you were supposed to release the game, that first halo, uh, halo infinite. When it very first got announced, it was such an amazing video. It looked fantastic where you see chief driving the warthog, on the halo and yep. it, it just it looked like the 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 um just it looked so good and i was so excited oh, you, to play that yeah. game but we have you mean since that video learned that they outsourced that game, yeah that that game didn't <laughs> exist it was not exactly. made in 343 that was an outsourced project just to show people what Halo Infinite is going to look like, maybe. They pulled an right. anthem on us, basically. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't want to trigger Andy, but I was going to say, yeah, it sounds like that <laughs> vertical slice that we got at E3 oh. of Anthem that didn't oh. actually exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least that one wasn't outsourced, as far as I'm aware. That's true. But so yeah. so that's that's pretty bad. And then when you actually see what they have been working on, and it's like, dude, wait, what are you doing? So, yeah. I. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely they're in need of a lot of help. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this dude can hit some home runs here. So then I, let's speculate on release dates then. Cause they're saying like, no, it's not going to be 2022, but you know? Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, dude. So will it be like December 2021? <laughs> Here, here's holiday my 2021. It is going to be uh December 28th, 2021. That's the last available Tuesday of 2021. <laughs> so that, that's my yeah. guess. Yeah. I don't know. Oof. I don't know. Well, you were going to say, Matt, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Um, oh, I just wanted to go on the record saying I was not underwhelmed with the Halo reveal, mm. the Halo Infinite reveal, but that's another conversation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I like, I fall in the camp of, okay, it's more Halo. I'm no, cool yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that. But yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it didn't look like the cinematic teaser trailer that we got. Yeah. I think and my head was, was comparing it. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's I, I think why. a lot of people did. And I think a lot of people were, were looking at some of the crazy tech demos we've seen of what next gen's capable of. And, yeah. And that's what they wanted Halo to be. But I don't, yeah. I don't feel like Halo has ever been a envelope pushing crisis type game. Well, but, I don't know, man. Back in the day, I remember it looking amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought it yeah. was per- like beautiful and amazing. But I mean, I mean, it yeah, looked it, good, but I, I feel like the gameplay has always been stronger than the visuals sure. in the yeah, Halo series. Yeah. But, I can see that. But yeah, it, it, you know, none, none of that really matters right now because they're basically, uh, they're back to the drawing board. So release dates, <laughs> I would guess, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Late Q2. Next year, so like end of the summer type. Yeah, yeah that that makes like maybe sense. maybe a year from now, like Gamescom next year. Yeah, gosh, man, what? That's a bit of a. I know. That's that's kind of a crisis, I would say. I you know? know, and I, I keep hearing people that are like March of yeah. next year. They're expecting March, and I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Maybe E3 of next year. Yeah, wow. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know that you bring in a new project lead and expect to turn out an actual product that quickly. Yeah. Well, look, speaking of transitions, Mm. uh, this next story (laughs) will probably uh, soften the blow for Microsoft, right? Yes. They'll be okay. They need a win here. Uh, so, uh, we have a little bit, a little, uh, Game Pass news, Manny. Ooh, nice. I'm in the mood for a little Game Pass. We like that. Yeah, and I feel like it's always something like just good, right? Like, oh, this is how awesome Game Pass is. And yeah. honestly, like if anything's going to, I guess, I don't want to say save the launch, but uh, I feel like this is the direction that Microsoft is heading. Like this is their, like, this is where they've put all their chips. You know, we keep mm-hmm. talking about consoles and games, and Microsoft, I think, is looking at like, nah, we're looking at something else. Here. Yeah, I, I think this is next gen. For, yeah, for well, Microsoft. is is that the approach, or is it more like you go to pay for your sandwich, you don't have any money, but you find like like an old paperclip in your pocket, and you're like, I have this, like, <laughs> or is it like that? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, so fl- from Bloomberg, Manny. Okay. Game Pass and similar offerings from Apple, Google, Sony, and other software houses are changing the dynamics of the video game business. After spending hundreds of dollars on a game machine, users would typically have to lay out an additional 60 or so for any newly released A-list title they wanted to play. 
Now, a subscription costing five to fifteen dollars per month will get them scores or even hundreds of games, including, in Microsoft's case, hot titles on the day they're released. Since Game Pass was introduced three years ago, Microsoft has signed up 10 million subscribers. Man, that's a mm. lot of subscribers. Have we gotten official Bush. numbers? Is I think we did recently. The... Okay. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we did, like, I want to say at the very beginning of, you know, the COVID quarantine and all that stuff. I I've, mm. I remember. I remember okay. hearing us talking about it. And then I remember, yeah, I remember y'all talking about it, and I remember Andy <laughs> laughing at the PlayStation numbers in comparison. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. We had, you're absolutely right. And here we go again. Sony, which started its PlayStation Now service in 2014, has some 2.2 million cost customers. Uh, cut to uh, Microsoft patting Sony uh, on the head and saying, you tried. <laughs> uh, but no, 2.2 is not anything to... Turn your nose up at it. No. Um, more than triple the number a year earlier after the price was cut in half to $10 per month. Subscriptions will play a big role in driving engagement, says George. Oh boy. Gigiashivili? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Mm, perfect. This is the worst combinations, the, the worst combination of consonants and vowels I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> dots in there. <laughs> An analyst at researcher Omdia. Subscriptions can keep revenue flowing even when a company has no new console or blockbuster title. Game Pass is available in 41 countries and Microsoft is adding the ability to stream games to Android devices. This fall, it's tripling the number of countries where it sells what it calls All Access, which gives customers a new console and a Game Pass subscription for a monthly fee that's currently 20 to $25, wow. similar to cell phone contracts that periodically give you uh, a new handset. I'm going to pause there for a second. Is there anything we want to... Well, I want to highlight that uh, they're tripling the number of countries. <clears throat> what that actually means is they're going from like 4 to 12 Mm-hmm. And then the bundling, right? Like we've seen them bundle, uh, you know, the console and the, um, yeah. So that's what this all access is like, right. As of right now, it's available or, you know, yes. As of right now, it's available in, uh, the U S New Zealand, Australia, and one other country that I can't remember off the top of my head, but California. that's yes. The Republic <laughs> of California. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're tripling. Which, you know, tripling sounds a lot better than it's going to be available in 12 countries. Well, it's crazy because if you do it now, you can, you know, get on a track to where you get upgraded to the Series X. And then once you've paid enough to where you would have been able to just buy it outright, the console's yours. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy. It's not like you're just renting it. Right. Right. But but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that there's... Like they're driving everything towards that sort of like, hey, give us money every month and we'll yeah. give you subscriptions, all these yeah. games mm-hmm. and a console. Super solid and, business. Yeah. Yes. Right. So um, I feel like they're doing that thing that big companies do. And maybe this isn't a great thing, right, for us, the mm-hmm. consumer, but where they like they're training the consumer to like, you know, they're hypnotizing us right now with like, oh, <laughs> games yeah. and new games and consoles and give us more money. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, I don't know. They seem like very um, shrewd business 
tactics, I guess we'll call it. Not to, you know, give it like a positive or a negative, but very, you know, forward thinking, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company says deals with Walmart Inc. and Target Corp. will help boost sales of all access. Uh, a little further down in the article, contrary to expectation, Bond says monthly plans get customers to spend more. A Game Pass subscription leads to about a 20% more uh, or to about 20% more playing time. Users sample a wider variety variety of genres and they generate 20% more in sales both on titles not included in the plan and on extras such as downloadable content. Game Pass helped increase revenue for Xbox content and services by 65% in the most recent quarter. People make this assumption that if you have a subscription, you stop buying game. Games Bond says, but the opposite is true. So just... uh uh, really reiterating what we've already heard in the past, mm. right? That uh, yeah. and we saw it with uh, what was what was the game we were talking about here lately, re- most recently, Manny? Um, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yes. Mm. How many new yes. How many new users did it? They increased by like a or million or something like that. That's crazy, dude. It's a good game. Now that it's yeah. on Game Pass, everybody should check it out. <laughs> because there's not enough to play that. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's there's the such thing. a shortage in content right now. But that's the thing, right? Game Pass right now, right now, I could think of what, at least 10 games that I would want to, that I want to play, you know, like, uh, you know, we talked about, uh, Wasteland, uh, Wastelanders, Wasteland 3, uh, No Man's Sky that we just mentioned one. Oh, Tell Me Why is on there too, right? That was a new one. It's, you know, getting a lot of, of press. So many games on there right Mm -hmm. now that you could play. Well, uh, Andy, let's, you, you and me, let's talk about Remnant. Remnant, yes. Remnant is on Game Pass for Xbox, and yeah. we both bought both DLCs for it. That's right. Because we like the game on Xbox, so then we 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 said, okay, let's let's do this. And I, I mean, it was just free on the Epic Game Store, so well, you know, we th- bought the DLCs for say. it. Like that's what I, I was gonna say. I bought the I bought the DLCs on PC and on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I mean it. It works, and it works. you know, I, I think I talked about it last week, but it, it, I did it with Monster Hunter. I mm-hmm. played it on on Game Pass, and then I was like, you know what, I like it, so I'll buy Iceborne. And mm-hmm. then I did the same thing. I went and bought it on PC, and I bought Iceborne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it it works, it and does. I think that it it also kind of plays on a, a little bit of people's FOMO, yeah. Because sure. I, I, if you're a subscriber. Microsoft is very good about sending you messages periodically about what games are leaving soon. And, mm-hmm. you know, you could you could buy this game to own forever with your nice little 10% discount mm-hmm. from being yeah, a Game Pass nice. subscriber. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. going off a of Game Pass. So, you know, if you like this, you can get it at a discount. You want to buy Ooh, it. What a good <laughs> deal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, a, I, again, it's, uh, it's a tremendous business model that they have man uh, but you know only time will tell right maybe they're conditioning right. us to for some evil plot they have down the line to just tap directly into our um uh checking accounts and just take you know like oh no trust us you're buying this so we're just gonna go ahead and <laughs> grab that money from you right now <laughs> we know you're gonna do it so yeah, we'll just take yeah. this yeah oh man so uh Let's let's finish this story, uh, this episode off with a really happy uh, uh, bit of news here. Mm-hmm. 
Ghost of Tsushima is coming to PC. Confirmed, and Manny. The peasants confirmed. rejoiced. I confirmed it myself. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, actually, not confirmed, mm. but uh, there was a very promising excerpt from Sony's most recent um, oh, uh, report um, that they that they put out. Mm-hmm. Um, and on it, we found it on a Reddit post from page forty three of Sony's recent report. Expect more first party uh, titles to come to PC platform in the future. And this is direct quote from that uh, that that report. It says we will explore expanding our first party titles to the PC platform in order to promote further growth in our profitability. So. Ghost of Tsushima on PC confirmed, Manny. There you go. <laughs> exactly. 100%. I love that math. Yes. That is, that is really good math. There's a 100% and, chance that there is a chance that yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I want everyone to remember that, you know, it wasn't long ago that we found out Sony is an investor in Epic Games Store now. Mm-hmm. That's right. So... Yeah. We yes. Can, can we can we assume an Epic Games exclusive Ghost yeah. of Tsushima? Yeah. Like, well, we're just confirming all sorts make, of stuff since we're uh, confirming it. They'll yeah, be able to right, to right. uh, to really benefit from Epic Games stores uh, policies to where they're not taking that thirty percent that Steam does. Yeah. So that's that's actually that really nice. Very for true. Them. Very true. I am starting to see now, Manny. I know we you know way back when when uh, Epic first launched their. Um, their uh, platform mm-hmm. uh, for PC that people had all all sorts of heartache about how terrible it was and this, that, and the other. I was and, one of those. Well, and now that I'm on PC, I will say that the Epic Game Store is a buggy mess, dude. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the store pretty, itself is gross. It really is. Yeah, have... it, it, it's just – it seems like Steam, it really uh, – it does that so well you know yes. what i mean there's yep. so much to like about what steam has to offer and epic really needs to get their stuff together <laughs> yeah especially in the social integration oh like, aspects gosh. of yes. it it's, yeah epic yeah. is a disaster when it you comes totally. to i just want to play with my friends oh i know i know <laughs> it really is a mess but uh but anyway man this makes me really excited man it it, it makes sense right like mm. why wouldn't you do it especially um, you know, I really don't know the numbers or, or what amount of success, uh, Sony has had with, uh, uh, Horizon on the PC. I know that there were, you know, some, some technological issues. Yeah. Uh, initially, but, um, uh, but I mean, I, I have to imagine that financially they did well, right? Mm-hmm. Because it seems like no matter what the technological state of the game is, the financial piece is always like, oh yeah, we did it performed better than we thought, you know, and, and all right. this other stuff. So, um, but hopefully, hopefully, you know, this is something that they'll look into. Hopefully, they'll have uh, the ports figured out by then, so that the yeah, you know, all of their first party titles, man, they're amazing. They're they're some incredible yeah. games, and if we can bypass getting a whole other console and just play them directly on the PC, man, I'm all for that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's super I mean, good I, news. I think there's enough people out there that I know I'm in this boat where I'm a I'm a PC gamer and mm-hmm. no matter how good the game is that's mm-hmm. a PlayStation exclusive I'm, I'm not going to buy a PlayStation to play it. 
Yeah. But I'll buy the game if you put it on PC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Same here, man. And that, and I mean, like, they, they just do, they, they, they are, they have that figured out, right? That, yeah. that exclusive, you know, um, exclusives on their platform that are, it seems gamer friendly, right? They're, right. It's not like we're hearing, oh, MTX, you know, uh, out the yin yang, you know, and, and this and the other, you know, it seems like, like Ghost of Tsushima most recently, right? They just dropped that nice little surprise on everybody that, yeah. They were going to have free multiplayer content drop. Here yeah, and that, that surprise wasn't, oh, you can buy a shiny new hat for Jin. Right. Mm-hmm. For a nominal microtransaction fee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, dude, to have that come to the PC, uh, great news. Great news. Yeah, and, and I think that this, this is the right way to do it. I, I think that they have their console exclusives, and I think that works for them to move consoles, which is great. Mm-hmm. So you do that, you do a, a delayed release on PC and then everybody's happy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great compromise, I think for, for everybody. And hopefully, you know, it, it still meets the needs that they want it to meet in, in terms of driving console sales, right. Or keeping right. people on their console. So. Well, very good move, Sonny. We appreciate that. And hopefully uh, that'll happen sooner than later. Come on now. Yeah. I'd like to play God. They just of War. need to give us. They just need to give us uh, crossplay. Yeah. Between PlayStation Four and PC. Hey, that'd with be these, cool. That's a good idea. These first party releases. There you go. Yeah. Well, boys, that's the show. Thank you so much for hanging out this week, boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Manny. Yes, indeed. And thank you so much for listening to us. And a special thank you to everyone that is supporting us on Patreon. You can support us, too, if you want, by going to GamingAdventureClub.com slash support. And my friends, if you have any information, any uh, questions, shout outs, whatever, just go to GamingAdventureClub.com and hit us up right there. There's a little feedback window. And if you'd like to come hang out with us and join the club... Just go to GamingAdventureClub.com slash Discord and jump on in, my friends. So uh, until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. <laughs>